This is a show about financial planning with a particular focus on the issues facing those close to or living in retirement. Each week, our host, Dan Wendell, will share his expertise in retirement planning in a fun and down-to-earth format. Now, let's begin another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show. I'm Dan Wendell, owner of the Dolphin Financial Group. Behind me is a woman holding several hundred dollar bills. I'm happy, and I'm happy. She's happy. I'm happy. And today, that's what we're going to be talking about. Can Well, the question, we're going to answer the question. Does earning more money lead to greater well-being? Can money buy happiness? And we've done a show on this in the past. I'm going to reference that. I'll put it up here. We did a show in the past about how to spend your money to be happy. And we and we related it to retirement because this is a retirement show. But this we're going to talk about in, in general. Can earning more money make you happy? Can increase your greater well your your greater well-being? To help me with that, I'm going to bring in someone that's happy, a happy friend of mine. There he is. Tony, <laughs> welcome to the show. I'm so I happy, think, Dan. I think I'm you so are excited. I think you I'm are. super happy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, oh, let's get happy. Let's I'm get sometimes, happy. If I'm your your who bear? I don't know. I sometimes people no. say I, I don't come across as the happiest person in the world. Tigger. I'm Tigger. Yes, there you go. You're Tigger. The wonderful the tiger. thing about Tiggers is I'm the only one. There you go. I'm happy. You're not the only one that's that's happy. I, I, I like oh. to be around you, Tony. You have a good positive attitude. And the question is, is it because you're making so much money? <laughs> <laughs> my side from the laughter, mm. my side hurts from all the. Oh, I, I, I referenced a show we did funny. in the past. We did a show in the past about um, can you buy happiness? And, and it was more about a book that we we discussed about how people can spend money in different ways to be happier, how to spend your money to be happy. We also did a show way back. I'll put it up here, but from Ken Honda, he made the joke that his last name was changed from Toyota. I know that he did that every time. So I'm just going to cut <laughs> oh, you off there. No. And that when we talked about personalities and how different people are, how you can have different personalities and as it relates to money. But today we're going to talk and answer this question about does making more money lead to greater well-being and before i get into it tony i want to ask you because i don't know if we did a show on it but i know there's a lot of research and there's this general rule of thumb out there that once you make a certain amount of money it doesn't improve your happiness have you ever heard of that do you know what that number oh, is sure. I, well no i don't know i think that number is different for everyone but there is a certain point where you know, what, what can it do? You know, I guess, I guess if you're the richest man in the world and you don't like the format of your favorite social media platform or the way it functions, you can actually just spend $44 billion and buy it and change the functionality to suit your own needs. I mean, um, so <laughs> that's an example, but he's going to make it happy. He's going to be happier by owning Twitter. Uh, is that what's going to happen? I don't think so. That's my, I don't think he is, but he, he just wants, how rich do you have to be to spend 44 billion because you don't like the functionality of a website? <laughs> That's, I mean, Hey, you know, 
I wish the the local library, which they open a little longer, I'm just going to buy it and uh, keep it open, right? Um, right. So we there's a lot of research out there, and there's a study from 2010 mm-hmm. that suggests that $75,000 is the limit. Oh. That was the study. Really? I'm going to reference that. But let's before I get into it, let's let's talk about what we mean by well-being. Yeah, because it's the researchers and I say researchers, because I'm going to put the studies on here and we're going to go through them in a minute. No, no, I'm not going to make you read the research paper, Tony. Oh. I saw you visibly shake there for a you moment. You send me white papers sometimes right. called the yes. white papers. And I'm yes. like, oh, there's just there's no images. So right. I just set that aside. I'll read the abstract and call it a day. Um, yeah. So they have two different types of of the uh well-being one is experienced well-being the other evaluative well-being so the experienced well-being is going to be how do you feel right now okay in the moment that's an experience sure. you, your well-being as as you're experiencing it sure and value so spending money can make you happy for five minutes right or does it so this <laughs> but it's hard to capture that but what the most research has done in the past has been evaluative well-being Hey, Tony, how did you feel in 2021? How did you feel last week? How do you feel? How, how you know, how happy were you in the month of April 2022? Right. And so you have to reflect back to that and say, hmm, here's how I felt. And the sooner it is, the more accurate it will be theoretically because you forget things. Right. So mm-hmm. this study. So. So. OK. So those are the two. Right. Sure. So. We go back to 2010 and there was a study done and it was about, this is the one that said 75,000. They said, we conclude, this is a quote now, we conclude that high income buys life satisfaction, but not happiness. Okay. And that low income is associated with both low life evaluation and low emotional well-being. So not only does high income increase your life satisfaction, but low income makes life worse. Both life evaluation and emotional well-being. They go on to say, quote, emotional well-being also rises with log income. That's just how much you make. But there is no further progress beyond an annual income of about $75,000. Wow. This is Conman and Deaton in 2010. Hmm. Because to me, people say money can't buy happiness, Dan. And I say to them, can it buy records? (laughs) gonna buy lps yeah lps record store day we know tony's got a um (laughs) i think i think the term i the one word i would use to describe your record your love for records would be Mm -hmm. unhealthy unhealthy (laughs) (laughs) have you been talking to my wife so okay (laughs) let's let let's take a moment just to talk about this because you brought it up sure when you buy a record at record store day I yep. have a feeling, and I'm going to guess, and we've never talked about this, and you may not know, but if you had to reflect back on it, I would say you are most happy during this whole process while you are waiting or I'm going to, I was going to say, just as they're about to let you in the store, you're the most happy because you've been planning it. You've been waiting online like a freak. You're standing in line. <laughs> you might be third in line out of 30 weirdos, and uh-huh. it's not. And that's the peak. Once you get in and you see what's there and, and oh, I bought it and then you have it. And then, then it starts to go downhill, I think. 
because it's like I just spent money that I don't have to buy mm-hmm. something and I have it, but mm, I enjoyed the process of standing in line with my friends or my son and all that. So evaluative. Super accurate. Super accurate. <laughs> For the most part, that for the most part, that's correct. Uh, You know, because I buy things and then I get home and I'm like, oh, man, I really didn't need this. Uh, But there are always a couple of things where it makes me really happy to have it and listen to it. Uh, But for the most part, you are 100 percent correct. Yeah. So building upon this, if you were making twenty thousand dollars a year, you and your wife, you were at poverty with your kids. You wouldn't be buying records, right? You, no. um, you maybe you'd go to a garage sale and try and pick off something, but that's sure. not what you're into, right? right? So you wouldn't. So by having more income, you're able to have disposable income, and you're less focused on food, shelter, water, just life, and you're able to focus on stuff stuff that's a little bit more fun for you, which is sure. buying records, right? Yeah. So they're suggesting, and, and and what they've said at all this time since 2010, and, and all the. I'm pretty sure a lot of the psychology classes in college use this study as like, this is what you know. 75,000 is the number. Because after 75,000, all your basic needs are net. So now it's, or met, or so now it's just, all right, now it's fun time. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the theory. But, but new research, Tony. Oh, really? Proceedings of the national. Academy of Science came up with some new research. It's a fun group. And (laughs) here's what they say. And here's the link to the actual survey. For those watching on YouTube, it's right there. I'll put it in the notes. Those listening on the podcast, it's PNAS.org. Okay. Experienced well-being rises with income even above 75,000 per year. Uh-huh. So they've taken all that history, that study, and they said, no, that's not accurate. You could buy your well-being, and it doesn't stop at 75. In fact, it keeps going up and up and up. The more huh. money you make, the more your well-being, your experienced, experienced well, well-being. Change over, that number would probably change over time. You can't just pick one number. Well, they're talking about a study, generally speaking, in America, right? Yeah. So they're trying to figure that out. And right. So notice how they say experienced well-being. Remember, there was two that I mentioned. There was experienced well-being and evaluative well-being. How did you feel last year? How do you feel right now? Experience is right now. So how do they do it? And this is what's interesting about this study is they used uh, data from an app that people have on their phones, trackyourhappiness.org. And they have on their smartphones that they get a, I don't know, a push notification at random times throughout their day, throughout their lives. How do you feel right now? Sure. Right. So it's a much more, I don't know, I don't want to say accurate. It's a much more real time evaluation of how you're feeling, whether or not you're happy. Like if we sent a push notification to the woman in the picture behind me. Oh, yeah. She's holding are, hundreds. She's got, you know, a, probably a thousand bucks in her hand. Mm-hmm. Odds are she's going to say, I'm feeling pretty good right now. She's smiling, <laughs> yeah. right? She's got she a good looks smile. Pretty happy. I right? think I would we be don't happy know. too. Odds are she's not in a jail cell right now. She's in a good environment. So that's, <laughs> so this study, right? So they started asking in real time, how are you feeling? Sure. Right? And here's, and they concluded 
And this is Killingsworth in 2021. So this this research okay. was done during the pandemic or immediately following the pandemic. Sure. Our data show evidence that experienced well-being rises linearly with log income with an equally steep slope above 80,000 as below it. So as you make more money, mm -hmm. your experienced well-being rises and at 75,000, it doesn't flatline or go down. It just keeps going up mm. equally. The equal slope. Remember that math term? The slope sure, sure. doesn't change. Sure. Totally flips the narrative. It used to be once you hit 75, eh, any extra money doesn't matter, right? Maybe the number's still there, you know, like to Elon Musk. And it, this is what they also talk about. It's proportional. So you mentioned Elon Musk buying Twitter, 44 billion or whatever. <laughs> it's like numbers yeah. we can't comprehend. Yeah. If, if someone handed you a $100 bill today, you'd be like, yes, I can buy a couple of records here. This is good. Yeah. If someone handed Elon Musk a bill, he might use it to blow his nose, right? So a hundred dollar bill, right? So he's not going to get that incremental. But if someone handed you 10% of your net worth or wealth, you'd uh -huh. feel you'd buy well-being just as sure. much as if someone handed 10% of his net worth to him, right? Mm, that's what that's the study true. said. It's a okay? percentage, yeah. Because the old study capped it and they didn't the scale that they used to evaluate your well-being kind of stopped at a certain point and people were pegged but what they didn't realize is people could continue to go higher it's like uh you know going on the turn the volume up to 11 right we're not gonna do one to 10 we're gonna go right to 11 like i can go go higher right <laughs> i'm trying to keep you interested tony i'm trying to come up with some reference to music here. A little, yeah, a little spinal tap reference never hurts. So here's what else they say. This study suggests that higher incomes may still have potential to improve people's day-to-day well-being rather than having already reached a plateau yep. for many people. And we're talking wealthy countries now, right? Right. Not many people have 75000 of U.S. dollars, relatively speaking, of income. Mm -hmm. So there's no plateau. This is what they said. There's no plateau for higher income for leading to better day to day. Now, if you ask the evaluative stuff, how do you feel last month? Maybe sure. But day to day, as you're going through the day, the more you make, the better your well-being. Sure. So what do you think of that? Little well, I think I think that, um, you know, uh, so we don't offend some listeners out there might be. So this guy's trying to tell us that money can buy happiness and. I don't think that's necessarily what we're saying here or what you're trying to impart, uh, because I think we know, I personally know people who have a ton of money who can are miserable, you know yes. what I mean? So, so there's a difference and, um, you know, it's all on your, you know, if you talk about the word happiness, you're not talking about the word happiness. You're talking about, um, well-being and, other things um but but you are in a way talking about happiness but it's how you define happiness i think is the key i mean yes. you know we have people out there listening who might be spiritual and they're going to be really not happy with this because they're like no true happiness comes from in here has nothing to do with money uh we know families who are uh who don't have much they live uh, week to week but they are truly happy and love each other that type of thing so there are exceptions to the rule, but yes, I mean, obviously money can buy things that make people happy. That's a fact. I mean, well, th there's a couple of different ways to look at that to your point is, um, 
Do, can money can money buy things that make you happy? Short term, probably, but it's sure. more about reducing the stress. Yes. Okay. We we don't, that's right? true. So if there's a certain point where money is being used to reduce pain, right? Yeah. Pay for prescriptions and send my you know pay to get go to work, pay for you know a new roof, like food, right? So can I buy the organic stuff versus the cheap stuff? Mm-hmm. Eventually, uh, you know, so there's a level here where money buys time, buys time, things mm-hmm. that you're not focused on, like the daily grind. So I think that's what the 75,000 thing is. All right. Once you're at 75,000, you should have your basic needs met with that. So any more than that really doesn't buy happiness because it comes from within, right? Here's the deal, though. I found. um the author of this new study, Killingsworth, he was mm-hmm. interviewed and he said something that um, interested me. He said that one factor, and I don't know if this was in the research or he was kind of extrapolating and maybe wants to do a little bit more on it. He said that if how you, money matters to you, how much you value money and how much you feel that money buys happiness is correct. Meaning if you really focus on money and say, I need money to be happy, then you're right. If you say, I don't need money to be happy, then you're right. It's a personal thing. So people that say money's not important, they're in the study saying, yeah, extra money is not really going to improve my happiness. But the bottom line is. But the bottom line is, if you can go to bed at night and not have to worry about money and and paying the bills the next day and where your next meal is going to come from, if if you can go to bed at night, you're going to sleep a lot better not having to worry about finances. And, you know, finances, financial problems are the number one cause of divorce. They're the number one cause of stress. So mm-hmm. uh, I guess if you have money, uh, it can, in in some cases, relieve that. And you don't you can sleep well at night. It's the swan plan. If you have a plan in place and they're working with a financial professional and are making enough to not have to worry about the day to day things. uh, Yeah, that's well-being. And that's got to be happy. I mean, relieving stress is key nowadays. Right. Well, and people that I work with, retirees, people that are planning their retirement, those that value safety and those that value like i need to have a baseline i want to have this so i'm comfortable once we're met meet that then they're they're happier mm-hmm. because they're they're able to do feel the way sure. they want to feel yeah. now what that baseline is is different and what the conclusion sure. of this show and the and the study is that the idea that 75 is that number and that the ability for income to improve your well-being loses power after that is wrong yeah it's wrong. i i would agree with you on that i it's think all that's a great point right yeah. so there's no magic number but and and, and to your point how much is enough because you know people that you know yeah. they make more money than they need it's never enough yeah. right there yeah. are people never enough or they have plenty of money or they have problems they're miserable because they got other issues Yes. And and maybe they have a very poor work life balance. Sure. Right. You know, um, good. Maybe maybe they're making a million dollars a year, but they're spend all their day in the courtroom as a lawyer 
or they're spending all their time traveling as a salesman or in a surgeon as a surgeon in an emergency room and they never spend time with their kids or they sure. they never had the time to get married so they're miserable with that or they're getting a divorce because they're they're not spending the time so but they have all the money right so you're right money's not a guarantee it helps right we we could see right. that but it and, sure helps relieve stress and uh, and you're right there there wouldn't be a cap on that because obviously uh, the more you have the less you need to worry about it hopefully right baseline though but then your baseline will go up but sure, to, that's to say true. that you know just because i make 2 million dollars a year if if someone gave if i was able to earn another million that that doesn't it won't move the needle because i'm above 75,000 i don't I think that's what this study is saying. And yeah. part of it is because Agreed. they're getting real-time data, so it's more accurate. Sure. So I'm very curious about this. I'm going to follow this uh, guy, this this study, to see whether or not um, they take it any further and see whether or not um, they do some more about... Because I'm a big believer, and like I say all the time, Tony, a successful retirement is about increasing income and yep. decreasing stress. Right. If you could do both, that's great. Huge. Yeah. You know, but just increasing income, I still think that helps. Even if you oh, go for sure. 75 Obvi- to 100,000. Right. Yeah. So, obviously. But it wasn't obvious because a lot of people and a lot of the studies suggested, oh, 75 is the number. Yeah. Don't worry. I could have told you make them that you're good. I could have told them that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All they had to do is ask me. So, the question is, Tony, if, if you increased your wealth, your income for your family mm-hmm. by 10%, would you buy more records or would you just be happier because you know you have the ability to buy more records? So does buying the records actually make you happy or just knowing you can make you happy? <laughs> you know what? Look at the time. We've got a... <laughs> your wife made, get... you, made me. She says she wants an answer. <laughs> oh, I know. She does, yeah. But yeah. Tony, I, I will say this, and uh, and to the listeners out there, thank you again for for sticking with me for the end of the show, and listening to the show and subscribing. I get people all the time contacting questions, saying, "Oh, we love it. We like the show." They mention you, Tony, and I want to say one of the things that I enjoy about the show is that you have a really good attitude about it, <laughs> right? You do. Yeah. You have a positive oh, attitude, it. right? It's a highlight so, of my week. Right. So, so we'll keep that attitude going and then we won't have to increase any money coming your way. So this is all good. I think mm. we're, wait, we're don't. all right. Thanks for a good show, everyone. I appreciate your time, Tony. Good to see you again. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. We'll see you next time. The topics on this show are wide ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.